Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, Dino. We've told everyone about him. We've told him his story. We have detailed his struggles and his, and his heroism there on Patriots Day. We told you all about Jeff. Now we get to talk to the man himself. Joining us on the phone is Jeff Bowman. How you doing, Jeff? Good, good. How are you? Excellent, excellent. I, I saw you the other day and I told everybody... That you look great. You sounded great. Can you just first off tell us how is the recovery going, Jeff? It's going. It's going fast, but I mean, it, it hurts every day. And you are already into the rehab phase, which I couldn't believe. What's that like? Yeah, it's um. Well, I just started my physical training and my occupational training yesterday, and uh, it tired me out. You got a lot of uh, you got a lot of famous visitors when you were in the hospital. Who all beside Callahan? I don't consider him that famous. <laughs> beside Callahan, who came in to see you, Jeff? Uh, I had some Patriots players and uh, uh, Julian Edelman, mm-hmm. Rob uh, Gronkowski, Stephen Ridley. I had, and then uh, Bradley Cooper came. Wow, that was pretty yeah. cool. I like that one. His, his his uncle didn't even know who it was. Yeah, of course. He's like, who the hell's Bradley Cooper? I'm saying in the Hangover. Oh, yeah, that guy. That, guy. How that was just like out of the blue, wasn't it, Jeff? Yeah, he came. It was uh, first. It was this Julian Edelman. He came up, and then yeah, I guess they were like, "Oh, I guess Bradley Cooper's on his way up." Which I thought they were joking, but he was there. What about Gronk? How was uh, how was Gronk? He was he was nice, nice guy. Cool you got autographs from everybody. Yep. Yep. Good. And Thornton was awesome. I mean, Thornton. Yeah, Sean, Sean, Sean Thornton, Thornton was yeah. uh, the day that I was leaving. Yeah, we can't forget Thornton. He and he said he was going to come see you again. Uh, he he couldn't have been he couldn't have been nicer. Jeff, I yeah. was uh, obviously there for a while talking to your buddy Sully, and Sully told me the story, and it's just incredible. Uh, of you, I believe you were there for one day. You couldn't talk. You had tubes coming out everywhere. You were in real pain, and you asked Sully. You asked Sully for whatever a pe- pencil and paper, and started writing. And Sully was saying his hands just started shaking. I mean. I, I, I know you're not comfortable with this. I know you're a humble, quiet guy, but, I mean, that was the first big break on the case. Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, well, I was uh, I was still conscious when I was being um, transported from the, the, the blast site to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I... Uh, when I, when I was in the hospital, I was given descriptions of the guy the first guy, the guy with the hat and the and the glass, the right. aviators and the five o'clock shadow. Right, Tamerlan, suspect number one, right? Yeah, suspect number one. I was just real adamant about it, and then when I, yeah, when I did, will come through out of the, um, out of the first, I don't know, operation, I guess. The yeah, the FBI was all around my room and and, and troopers. Sully had to like run out and get somebody, right? He had to say, "Hey, get in here. We yeah, got yeah. We we got something to say." And you couldn't even talk at that point, right? No, I couldn't. When when did you find out they got him? Or when did you find out that that was him that you helped 
cracked the case? Uh, probably like, I don't know, what, last, last Wednesday? Yeah. Wednesday or Thursday? Hey, Jeff, oftentimes when somebody's injured, they don't remember what happened. I mean, we hear car victims say, I don't even remember getting in the car that morning when I had my car accident. But that's not the case with you. You remember pretty much everything. What do you remember in the moments leading up to uh, the, the, the explosion in terms of making eye contact with this guy and, and, and what you were thinking at the time? What do you remember specifically about the moments just before, during, and after? Uh, well, I was with my my girlfriend's roommates, and... We were having a great time, you know. We were watching the runners. Everyone was having a great time. And just that one guy, you know, he didn't look like he was having a good time. So he was right next to me, you know, at that point. And he had a bag and he had his glasses. He had a, a, like a kind of like a, a leather, like sweatshirt type of deal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was warm out. He was just an odd guy. He just struck me odd. And that's what I remember of him. And then... Next thing you know, yeah, I hear fireworks and I'm on the ground, you know. And and next thing you know, you're being transported with some crazy cowboy hanging on to you. Oh, uh, well, uh, I saw him. He, I saw him. He was running around helping everybody. And then when it came to help me, he helped me. He, he, was, he was crazy. He was going nuts helping everybody. He was just, he was like, I don't know. Maybe like oh, his adrenaline was definitely definitely kicking. Are you thinking at that point you're going to make it? Uh, not really. Yeah. You know, actually, when Carlos picked me up and threw me into the wheelchair, then I then I was like, all right, maybe I am going to make it. But before that, no way. I thought I was done. Carlos told us that two things he wanted to accomplish with you, Jeff, was to stop the bleeding as best he possibly could, which he did a pretty good job. Uh, and yeah. the other thing is, he didn't want you necessarily to see exactly, you know, what had happened to you. At what point yeah. did, did you see what had happened to you? Were you aware of, of what had happened? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. How does your uh, brain process that? How did my brain process Yeah, how does your brain process that when you see yeah, that? You didn't look like you were panicked, and Carlos said you talked to him. He said you were unbelievably composed. Yeah, um, I kind of just, I don't know. Just toughed it up at that point, you know. Yeah, I, I was explaining to people. I said even before this, you were kind of laid back and humble, and you weren't, you know, you weren't like some people in your family. Your uncle, particularly, you weren't like <laughs> out of your mind. You were kind of level-headed guy, and and but you looked that way even in the worst of circumstances. And Carlos said he wasn't sure if you know you'd have made it if you weren't such a good patient. Yeah, I mean, I, I was definitely hurting, but I, you know, I was sad. Right. I was. Someone would actually do that, you know. So, so you actually looked this person in the eyes. I mean, he had sunglasses on, but you you made eye contact with this guy. Yep. And immediately, you knew there was something wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he he just didn't seem right, you know. So you know, like you you know, like you size somebody up, and I just looked at him. I was like, "What's this guy's problem?" Yeah. And how long before the explosion was that, Jeff? Oh, you know. it, it could have been five minutes. It could have been two minutes. It, right. it was, it was quick, you know. And uh, I know you're. He was fam- there, and then he was gone, and then boom. Jeff, how long uh, after the explosion? How long a process? How quick was it before that? Before Carlos got to you, and you were at the hospital? Do you have any memory of how fast the process that was? Or no, I, well, it seemed like ten minutes. Right. You know, that's what. I, but it, it probably was more like fifteen minutes. And it was quick. 
Can you explain? Very quick. Everybody was just excellent. And the EMTs, the, the hospital staff was excellent. It was just. And they like you too. When they moved Jeff out, he got a standing ovation yeah. from like all the yeah. nurses because he was such a, a good patient. Did you after you told Sully what you saw? Right there and then, are FBI agents running in the room and, and cops and investigators? Is that what happened? Yeah, they were. They were. They were there from uh, from the moment I was in. From the moment I was talking, right when I got to the hospital, mm-hmm. right when I showed up in the ambulance. Really. And and yeah. was it, was a sketch artist ever brought in? So they actually drew a picture of him, or they just took your description, the words of your description. Yeah, they brought it. They they um, well for the first suspect, I think they just took. The description, mm-hmm. but then there were then I think they thought I saw the second suspect, and on like Wednesday they had a sketch artist in, and so he drew a picture, and did it look like the guy that we now know is suspect number one? Yeah, oh, yeah, it looked just like him. You're amazing, Jeff. You know, That's Jeff, unbelievable. The, the the picture, and everybody's seen pictures of you, the famous one with you and Carlos. But yeah. even more than that, Jeff, is you bringing in uh, the the birthday gift for uh, Sydney Corcoran on her 18th birthday. You want to talk about a tearjerker? That thing made it around the around the world. Tell us how that all went. I know she was a couple doors down, but what made you go and visit her on her birthday? Well, uh, well, my girlfriend Erin, Erin Hurley, she was um, she's been great this whole time. Um, she was telling me about them. And how their like their story, and she got a card for them. And I had a bunch of stuff from uh, Costco. That's where I worked, and they've been great. Also, mm. um, they they brought me a bunch of electronic stuff. So I was like, let's give her some gifts and bring some stuff down to her. And that's what happened. We just brought some stuff down to her. How did your girlfriend uh, find out that you were not waiting for her at the finish line and taken to the hospital? How did that line of communication open up, Jeff? Uh, you know, it took a it took a long time for mm. her to find out because she was still like a mile out. Um, luckily, she cramped up and she was a mile out. And they, I guess, when she was at the finish line, they weren't letting people finish. How long were you? And, uh, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, she was very confused. She didn't know. How long were you standing in that spot? Because we hear so many stories of people who were headed that direction or for whatever reason didn't go there or were there and left. Were you somewhere else and just arrived there, or had you staked that spot out for a long period of time? No. Uh, yeah, well, first we saw Aaron, actually, um, right where I think where what's the what's the curve where where Commonwealth is, like yes. 135, yep. meets 16. Mm-hmm. There's like a firehouse there. Right. Yeah, we went there and we saw her. That was really fun. There was a lot of people there. And um, we, we picked her out of the crowd and she came running over and she gave us a hug and stuff. And we had a sign. And um, we met her there and then we went down to the finish line, which we thought was going to be a good idea. Mm. And, yeah, we just tried to find the best spot to get a, get a picture of her, you know. And how long, she, how long were you standing there? Were you there an hour or so or less than that? No, less than that. Yeah. We were there probably for like 25 minutes. Yeah. Off. Oh, yeah. Did, uh, and I talked to Erin. She has every intention of running next year and finishing next year. What are, what are your plans, Jeff? Are you going to be at the finish line? Um, I don't know yet. Or somewhere along yet. somewhere along the route? Yeah, definitely. My, my guess is the BAA will have a place of honor for, That's true. for yeah. Jeff and, and, and other patients as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, I, I think you already are an inspiration. Everybody on the text line, everyone's calling us and telling us. But I, I saw you in action and getting out as quick as you did, getting into rehab as quick as you did. I think there are a lot of kids, you know, younger than you, you know, as you know, you've met some of the victims who are going to look at you and say, hell, I, I can do it too. I mean, yeah. you, 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 have, you met some, not just Sidney Corcoran, you met some other victims, I assume, uh, in the hospital. Um, I, I really, I really did. I, I didn't, I didn't get to, you know, it's, you will sadly as it seems it's like everyone stayed in their room. And I, the brief times I was out of my room, it was just like, uh, I can't really spend that much time in the wheelchair. Right. I, I get tired. So I didn't have enough time to meet other victims yet. How, how much of the thing did you watch on TV? I saw the TV on the, on, on the news in your room and I'm saying, well, is he keeping up with it? And, you know, everybody's keeping up with it. I don't know how you couldn't, but did you follow yeah. things like the rest of us did, you know, every day, follow all the developments? Uh, I mean, I watched a little bit of it. I didn't follow it. You know, it's, it's, it was tough. But, yeah, I, I didn't follow it as probably as much as most people did. What about but, when uh, they got him? What about when you found out that the guy you saw was was you know, run over, literally, by his brother? yeah. I mean, well, what I thought was, he's dead and I'm still here, you know? It's a good thought. If, they, if the doctors, Jeff, outline what the next, I don't know, couple of months are going to be like for you in, the, in this process? Yeah, it's just a lot of getting my upper upper body strength. Uh, I'm going to self physical training and mm-hmm. occupational training, and I'm going to try to get my hearing back, my hearing shot. I can't hear for anything. Um, yeah, getting my strength up so I can go home. Well, I'll tell you, when I knew you were going to be okay, when Sully told me he walked in the room, I don't know what day it was, Thursday, Wednesday, and he said, you looked up to him and you said, hey, look, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> I said, oh, yeah. That sounds yeah, like, was, sounds like Jeff. Yeah, I was joking around. I knew that. Hey, I, hey, hey Jeff, what was it like when uh, Carlos Arandola came into the room? Was that an emotional time when you met Carlos? Yeah, very emotional. Very emotional. I still, I mean, I, I text them every day. We talk every day. Excellent. Do you? Excellent. I, I tell you this, John and Kirk, I tell them about, you know, the Red Sox want you to throw out the first pitch. Right. He doesn't even care. And then I say, they want you to do it with Carlos. And, you know, his face lights up. He's like, awesome. I'll do that. I mean, that's, that, that's the way yeah. Jeff looks at it. So you are going to do it with Carlos, correct? That's the plan? Yeah, I'll do it if Carlos does it. You you gonna get a hat like Carlos's? Yeah, well, he gave me a fedora. Did he? Yeah, a fedora when he came to visit me. Yeah. You you're getting a lot of stuff. He's got hats and shirts. Yeah. And he gave me a, like a he has this double sided pin of his son's that he lost. I give him so credit, he, man. He just snuck in the back door one day, right, and popped in. Yep. You, you no well, cameras. Yeah. Jeff, I'm going to try. Uh, uh, this is not meant to be an insensitive question, but but I'm listening to your voice, and you don't sound angry. You don't sound pissed off. Can can I ask you what your feelings are about the men who did this to you and so many other people? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pissed. Yeah, obviously, but I mean, it's in the past, you know. You can only look forward. And and I mean, that's a great attitude. You're alive, and he's dead. There are a lot. Of, there are other people too who lost their lives, do you feel in any way like, you know, you got a lot you got a lot to live for now? Yeah, yeah. I had a lot to live for before, and I got a lot to 
about to live for now. All right, well, we appreciate it. I know they have big plans for you today. They're going to wear you out. That's what they, they warned him. He said, they are going to wear you out at rehab. Going to work today, yeah. Jeff. So you got like, yeah. you got like uh, calisthenics at, at 8 o'clock, and I mean, they're going to work you hard. <laughs> Best of luck, yeah, Jeff. God, I, God bless you. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Well, Thank I appreciate you, your time, my friend. Good luck. Look yeah. forward to shaking your hand at Fenway Park, you and Carlos. All right. Jeff Bowman from Spalding Rehab, going to work. I'm telling you, he's got an unbelievable attitude. That's why he's already out of the hospital. Yeah. Which I couldn't believe. And he literally did. They carting him out and all the people looking going, he's leaving? It was inspirational because there were other people, including the, the Corcoran family right across the hall. And right. he's saying, wow, you know, this healing thing is real. It's He got out and he got out of the hospital, you know, in nine days. That's unbelievable. Nine bleeping days. Attitude has a lot to and do with into it. Into rehab. And then he's going to. Yeah, I think he's probably a four, six weeks of rehab, but he's going to, you know, he does have a lot to live for. He is going back to, you know, work. He is going back to his life. And I think a lot of people are going to look at him as, as a great example. A great inspiration. I'm alive and he's dead. That is, that is perfect. Right. Great line. Yeah. That is perfect. Get someone to put that on a t-shirt. I'm alive and he's dead. <laughs> and you know what? It's not just him. It's, there's, I mean, there are other people. There are victims who did not come through this i would have so su such a, a a a feeling of satisfaction that i did even a little bit to help people find this this animal and jeff did a lot not just a little bit no we are underrating what he did yes for you know for certain reasons how cool is it that he, he provided the first description of this guy and his friend sully described it to me you know because jeff's obviously got a lot on his mind a lot going on so mm. sully tells me he writes it on the thing hat uh, black hat, uh, sunglasses, you know, black bag. They immediately, and there, he runs out. They run in there, cops, investigators, FBI, bring them in. Then they go back or they go through all the film, all the pictures, and what are they doing? They're looking for a guy with a black hat and sunglasses. Yep. It got a lot easier. He broke the bleeping case. Now, should the FBI, FBI have known about this guy before? I think we've covered that ground. Yeah, we but have. they didn't. They dropped the ball. They and I wonder if not for Jeff... Are, are they still? Are they out there still? Is there? Was there a big explosion in Times Square? You know, three days later. I've you know, well, consider I, to, to what extent that narrowed down the search. Right. Yeah. They were looking at all these images, yeah. and they were asking for people to send in video and any images they had. They didn't know what they were looking for. They were looking for somebody I don't know with a backpack, I suppose. When they realized that was a backpack that was blown to smithereens right, good point. outside both of those, but they didn't know what the people looked like. That's they had true. no idea. And and, and you got a you got what ten thousand people on the Lord say the Lord and Taylor video. Sure. Say that's what they get. They're looking for one guy and I'm I i do not know if he helped or anybody helped. Or I don't know if they even thought there was two guys. They didn't think there's two guys at this point. But they're looking for black hat, sunglasses, sunglasses. whatever that jacket was. Right. You know, he, he said it was like leather, but it was a little heavy mm. for the for that crowd, not watching the race, not smiling. Wasn't that interesting? He says everyone's having a great time except, except him. Except for him. Which is the, the image you get with the second bomber with Martin Richards in front of him. And all these kids just having a blast mm -hmm. and this miserable, smug, evil bastard right behind him. So they get that order, boom, right away, wherever that, where's that warehouse, Seaport District, that warehouse? Yes, down Seaport. Someone's in that warehouse going over every film, including the Lord and Taylor film. Narrow it down to the guys with black hats and sunglasses. Correct. Well, it's... Within 10 minutes, it's incredible he's able to remember it, first of all. And then secondly, to put that together and say, gee, that guy was suspicious and, 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 and do that. Yes. And I, I found that also interesting because the picture, the first picture I saw with Carlos and Jeff, did it not appear that he was in shock and unaware of, of what was going on? Yeah. 
He yeah. said no. Oh, that, he that, said he was totally aware and conscious the whole time. He said he got his legs blown off, and he said he toughed it up. Yeah, toughed it up. Yeah. And Carlos is holding his femur artery right. and talking to him, and he's like conversing with him. I was thinking the same thing. Everyone's thinking the same thing. Are you aware of what's happening to you? Yes. And he was. And he was. And he was bummed out. <sighs> and he was upset. He was angry. He was in pain. But he was thinking, I saw something. And it's amazing. This is one day later. You're thinking you're, you go through that kind of traumatic injury, mm. you wouldn't be able to think straight for right. a month. Right. One day later. Plus, I'm pretty sure he was on some pain medication. Yeah, he was totally drugged up, and he's saying, and they're not even asking him, he's asking them. Yeah. Give me a piece he of paper. He was proactive, right? His attitude is it's unbelievable. You can't imagine somebody that What happens if he like doesn't? That? If he doesn't see the guy? If he doesn't, I mean, do we not? Might well, still I'm, be looking. Times Square might, might have been hit. I, I think it's not... A stretch to say those other explosives—they don't go off in an empty street in Watertown, right? right? They go off on that somewhere. Wall. They have one other pressure cooker bomb, mm-hmm. and they know how to use those. Yep. That's going off somewhere and doing some damage, if not for Jeff. Those pipe bombs or whatever they call those crude homemade bombs—they yes. two of them went off on an empty street in Watertown. Those aren't going off there. They're going off somewhere crowded. They are doing some damage, if not for Jeff. Uh, having the composure, the poise, the guts to say, I saw something. Uh, we'll take a break. 617-779-7937. Dale Arnold joins us in the 8 o'clock hour. Greg Bedard in the 9. We'll see you then. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 